The last thing we were discussing was Rabba's question, is there the concept of three times an animal becomes mu'ad when it comes to tzirot, rocks, an animal walking on the street, kicks rocks three times, is it a shor mu'ad or not? Is it like Karen? Is it like Regel? We tried to answer from the chicken dancing and kicking rocks. We tried answering from an animal that relieved itself on dough. And then we uh, tried to bring an answer from a chicken or an animal making loud noise and breaking a utensil. And we didn't come out with a clear answer. And with that, we're going to start your Tetamud Aleph four lines in where it says, Ravashe. Ravashe has a question. According to Rabbanan, they hold that kick, kicking the rocks in a normal way, you only have to pay half damages. So the question is, according to them, yes, shinui litzorot nezek, or en shinui litzorot nezek. If an animal did it bishinui, meaning, it, let's say it actually kicked the rocks at some utensil and broke it. Let's say it's the first time it did it. Do you have to pay, okay, half of the half damages, meaning a quarter, or not? So the Gemara says, Tifshot Why don't you uh, answer your question from Rabbah? Rabbah had a question. Is there this concept of Mu'ad when it comes to uh, rocks or not? Is there a situation where you'd have to fully pay or is it always half damages? Now, Michlal, what do I understand from Rabbah's question? The Enshinu, you don't have this concept of a quarter damages. Because if we say there is this concept of a shinu, it's a little bit different if it actually kicked on purpose and you only have to pay a quarter. Okay, after three times, then it becomes a mu'ad and then you would have to pay uh, full da- uh, full damages, where in this case it would be half. Meaning it should be double of what he was paying before. And if uh, there was this concept, okay, so the worst you could ever be is half damages. So then what would have been Rabbah's question where he's thinking pay full damages? Obviously, he doesn't have this concept of a quarter damages. The Gemara says, no. Maybe you, you can't bring a proof from Rabbi's question. because Maybe Rabbi's question was all based on a what if. Meaning, if you hold, there's no concept of a difference when it comes to uh, rocks, meaning you're always paying half damages, then his question is, is there half da- let's say if it happens three times, do, does it change anything and you have to pay full damages or not? And the Gemara ends off, take a, we're just not sure. So here's another question. According to Sumchus, he held that uh, anything that comes as a result of your power you have to, you're responsible, you have to pay full damages. So according to him, something that came as a result of something that came from your power, is that like you damaging or is that not? Or is there a difference? Did Sumchos learn that on rocks you pay half damage? And from there he said that even on power of power you have to pay half damages. Or maybe he never had a halakha And to him it's simple logic and you have to pay full damages. And like my of Tiko, we're not sure what some chos holds. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, if the animal was kicking or or rocks were just like flying from under its feet while it's walking, and it broke utensils, Mishalim Hatsinezik he pays half damages. Ibaya Lehu, the Gumana has a question. Hechika Amar, what's the Tana trying to say? 
is the Tanat trying to say that while it was kicking it, it damaged something with its actual kick and you have to pay half damages because that's like Keren or in general uh, rocks flying you have to pay half damages where uh, on rocks you only have to pay half damages is that what the Mishnah means? Or maybe what the Mishnah is trying to say is An animal was kicking while it was kicking and damaged something Or while it was kicking the rocks caused damage due to its kick You have to pay half damages Because it's like Karen, it's like goring Meaning what I'm understanding is that if rocks flew out while it was walking you have to pay full damages. Who's the Mishnah like? Somchosi. So is the Mishnah like Rabbanan or is it like Somchos? So Tashem, let's try to understand it from the Sefa. If while an animal is walking, it stepped on a utensil and broke it. And let's say a shard from that utensil flew and broke a different utensil. On the first utensil, you pay full damages. And on the second one, you pay half damages. Now, now if you hold like Somchos, does Somchos even have the concept of half damages on rocks? He holds it's always full damages. Rather, you have to say Amishnaz Banan, and the Pirush of the first uh, of the first part is where the animal just uh, while it was walking, rocks flew, and you have to pay full damages. So now the Gemara says, "Vechitem." And if you want to push away that proof, let's say you don't like that Tashem from the Sefa, and you want to say that Mishnah is like Sumchus. And when the Tanah said Rishon, Rishon Hatazatz, the first one that was damaged due to the one that was damaged. So rock hit a, a, a utensil, a cup, and that cup hit another cup. So that's cup number two, and that's what we mean by Rishon. And the second one is the second one due to the rock that was damaged. So meaning we're talking about utensil or cup number three. And maybe there's a difference, when according to Sumchus, maybe there's a difference between damages that come as a result of your power to damages that are caused by the power of your power. So... If it's the secondary power, meaning a rock hit a utensil and that utensil flew and broke a second utensil, that, according to some host, you'd have to pay full damages. And on the third utensil, you'd only have to pay half damages. Now, the problem is if you say that, remember, Rav Asher asked the question before, when Rav Asher asked the question, uh, utensil that was damaged due to the power of your power, meaning, uh, 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 let's say, a rock hit a cup, a cup hit another cup. What would be the halacha there? Is it the, uh, is it is it as if it's your power, according to Sumchos, or not? Tifshot le de lav You could learn from here that it does it does not have the same rules because you were saying that on the third cup you only have to pay half damages according to Sumchos. So then why did Rav Asher ask the question? So the Gemara says, you could say our Mishnah is like Sumchos. And Rav Rabbanan Mokele, you could say that Rav held that our Mishnah is like Rabbanan, and therefore don't bring me a proof from there. And therefore the question still stands, what would be the Halakha according to Sumchos? And this is the, this is the way Rav is setting up the question. Our Mishnah is like Rabbanan, 
And he explains, If an animal was kicking with his feet and it damaged something or it kicked rocks uh, in a normal way, he has to pay half damages. And the question is, If damages happen due to a kick, so it kicked something, then rocks flew, and then it damaged something else, you pay quarter damages because there is a shinui, meaning there are uh, you can become a muad in regards to rocks be, uh, being kicked around or dilma or maybe if an animal was kicking and with its uh, feet and damaged or maybe if it kicked rocks and that's how it broke. Maybe it's a standard half damages, and there's no then da- there's no shinui, meaning it's always going to be half damages, no matter even if it's ten times. And the gemara ends off tiku. We're not sure. So now the gemara asks another question. So a question from Rabbi Ami. I mean, some say was Rabbi Hiya Baraba was Rabbi Aba from Rabbi Hiya. Let's say a cow was walking in a place where the only way to get through is by kicking. And it kicked, it, it flew, it damaged. Since there's no other way, is that normal? It's common and therefore... According to Rabbanan, you have to pay half damage standard. Or maybe, since it's not common for this cow to, uh, to to kick rocks, and only happened now, it's a tolda of Karen, and therefore you would have to pay half of the normal amount, which is a quarter. And if it happened three times, it would, you'd have to pay full damages. What would be the halakha and the gemarans of Tiku? We're not sure. Now, here's another question. question. Let's say an animal is walking down the street. It's a public area. It kicked. It, uh, rocks flew, damaged in a normal way. And damaged do we say it's like goring and you would have to pay on damages even if it's Rashut Harabim or maybe told that the regular or maybe it's a subcategory of uh, of regel and therefore if an animal as it was walking damaged in a shutarabim you should be exempt from paying it had permission to walk there. And Amr then told him, Mr. told that the regal makes sense. It's patur. It's a subcategory of of, of regal. It, it wasn't trying to damage, and it's a shuta rabim, and therefore it's patur. So now Rabbi Mia continued his question. Let's say it kicked rocks in a shuta rabim. and the rocks went to a What's the halacha there? So Amr then Rabbi explained. Akira and kanan ha'yishkan. When it left the, the from under the body, under the feet of the cow, it wasn't in a place where he's liable for damages. And since the action was done in a place, Rashut Rabim, where he would be patur, so even though if the damage happened in Rashut Rahid, he's still patur. So now, so if that's your shita, that it's patur, so Rabim has a question back from a Braita. An animal, an animal is walking regular on the way and it, and it kicked rocks. It doesn't make a difference where he's, he's liable to pay. 
My love, are we talking about a case where he tiza rabim where it kicked in Rashut rabim and it damaged in Rashut rabim and he's still liable? And Rabbi Zerah says, no, no, we're talking about a situation where he tiza rabim No, we're talking about a situation where you kicked rocks in Rashut rabim and you damaged in Rashut yahid and that's why you're obligated. So, so Rabbi Ramiyah, I guess, set him up nicely. He says, Didn't you just say that the the kick, the action that caused the damage was done in a place where you're not liable, the Rashut rabim so Ahmad Rabizra said, Had Rabbi, right, I changed my mind, now I hold you you're liable to pay. And Etiver Birmiya asked Rabizra again, look, we have a look at our Mishnah. If an animal uh, stepped on a uh, on a utensil, Ushbarat on it broke it. shever al keli ushbaro. And the utensil, I guess uh, whatever the cup, whatever it was, uh, flew on another uh, cup and broke it. On the first one, you pay full damages. On the second, you pay half. We learned in the Brayta, what are we talking about? Where you have on both? That's if the damage happened in the place of the person who was damaged. If it happened in on the first one, you'd be patur, because it's Rashut Arabim. And on the second one, you'd be Hayav, because we'll call it uh, goring in Rashut Arabim. My love, aren't we talking about Bishut Arabim, Vizika Bishut Arabim? Aren't we talking about where the kick or the, the rock flying happened in Rashut Arabim and the damage happened in Rashut Arabim and still you have to pay for the second utensil as if it was Keren and you'd be Hayavan Keren in Rashut Arabim and you'd say the same thing. And the reason says, no, no, we're talking about a situation where he teaser Bishut Rabim, Hezika Bishut Yahid, where he, where it kicked the rocks in Rashut Rabim, the damage was done in Rashut Yahid. But so Rabim Yasarim up and said, yeah, but the Hamat Akira and Kanana Hayashka, didn't you say that the, the kick happened in a place where it's not liable for damages and therefore he should be patur? And Amar and again, Rabbi Zerah said here also, Hadrabi, I went back on my statement, I hold it's Hayav. So if the action was done in Rashut Rabim and the damage was done in Rashut I hold it's Hayav. So now the Gemara asks, any, we're going back on the, what we said before, that damages that happened due to rocks flying in Rashut Rabim, you're exempt from paying your patur. Any, is it true that you're really patur? The deen of paying half damages, there's no difference if it's done in a shoot rabim or a shoot yahid. Meaning, if you're obligated to pay for, let's say, uh, damage through goring, if you have to pay half damage, it doesn't make a difference where. Now, my love, aren't we talking about a situation where he teaser, be shoot rabim, be zika, be shoot rabim? Aren't we talking about a situation where it kicked the rock and shoot rabim, it damaged and shoot rabim? And Rabbi Hanan answers, no, we're talking about he teaser, be shoot rabim, be zika, be shoot yahid, where it kicked, the action was done in shoot rabim and the damage happened in shoot yahid. And again, Rabbi Hanan asked, Rabbi Zerah, the Hamat, Akira, and Kanana, Hayeshka, but didn't you originally say that it all depends on where the action was done? And Amar then Rabbi Zira told him, "Had Rabbi, I changed my mind." And Ibait Ima, or you could say, "Ki Amar Rabbi Yochanan Akeren." When Rabbi Yochanan was giving his din, that was going on uh, damages done through goring. There's a drasha vihetzun of cutting in half, and that's where he got to it. But 
when it comes to rocks, maybe he holds that he would be obligated to pay. It doesn't make a difference where. And by the way, the Mifashim explained the reason Rabbi asked these three questions could be that the reason he changed his mind is because he asked these three questions one after the other and then he changed his mind. But we set it up a little bit differently in the Gemara. We set it up uh, question, change mind, question, change mind, question, change mind. But really could be been question, 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 change mind. Now the Gemara tells us a story. Yativ Rabbi Yehuda Nisi'av Rabbi Oshaya Akil'ad Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda Nasir Rabbi Oshaya, they sat... Uh, in the hallway in front of Rabbi Yehuda's house. Nafak Miltam Benayu, while they're uh, talking, a halacha came out between them. Kishkesha biznavaf, an animal was wagging its tail in Rashut Rabim and it ruined something. Mao, what's the halacha? Do we say it's something normal that animals do and they damage things sometimes and therefore if it happened in Rashut Rabim, he should be exempt and if it happened in Rashut Ahid in the, the, in the domain of the person who was damaged he would have to pay full damages or do we say it's something not normal and therefore in Rashut Rabim, you'd have to pay half damages so Amar Le'idach so whoever said the other one said uh, for sure she, uh, he should be exempt I understand you want the owner of the animal to hold it by the tail and walk around that uh, the Torah would never uh, tell someone to do such a thing and therefore if it damages by wagging its tail it's out of his control they, so now the other rabbi said if that's the case we should say the same thing when it comes to goring with the horn. You expect it to hold it by the horn and just walk, meaning that's not normal. The Torah never asked you to hold it by the horn. So the Gemara explains, what are you comparing? To damage with its horn is not normal. That's not the way it, it, it walks about. Wagging its tail is normal for it to walk around like that, and that's why it should be exempt. Now, okay, so if it's normal for him to walk, for an animal to walk wagging its tail and it can damage, then what's the question over here? Of course, it should be exempt in Rashut Rabim. So the Gemara explains, the question is in regards if it was over wagging its tail, what's the halakha? Do we say it's normal and therefore it, he would be obligated to pay in Rashut Rabim, or do we say, it's different, and therefore it's like Keren, and he would only be Hayav half damages. And the Gemara ends off with no answer. And by Ravaina, Ravaina has a question also. Let's say it wagged its whatever it makes from its ama. If it wagged it and shoot Rabim and damaged things, do we say it's like Keren, meaning Keren la takif hachanami loshana? The same way we say by goring, it has a yetzer, has a strong desire and intent to do uh, damage. Uh, the yetzer got the ba- better of it. So the same thing over here, yetzer, yetzer, and the damage. So it's the same thing as keren or dilma, or maybe keren kavanato leazik. With the keren, it had an intent to damage. Ha and kavanata leazik. But over here with the ama, it didn't have an intent to damage. So what would be the halacha? The gemara ends off tiku. We're not sure. Very kedai to look at the shitamik ubetzit over here. Who explains usually when it comes to keren regel, the yetzer doesn't even come into play. So how did it come over here? So the shitamik ubetzit explains the question that usually when an animal moves around, it does move its ama. The question is, is it caused by its yetzer or not? And that's the question. And the gemara is not sure. And that's why it ends off in a tiku. 
Next, we learned in the Mishnah Hatanegolin Muadin Lahalech Kedarkan will shaber. A chicken usually walks around and damages it. It's common for it to do such a thing. And we talked about the string that was tied to the chicken, and someone would be hayav half damages. So Amaravuna lo shanu ela shenikshar me'elav. Half damages only when the, the rope or the string got entangled with the chicken on its own. Nobody tied it. Okay, then it's half damages. Abal kesharo adam. If someone actively tied that that string to the chicken, or he saw it and he didn't stop it, untie it, hayav. Then he has to pay full damages. So the Gemara wants to understand what Ravuna was saying. Nikshan me'elav man hayav. If it got tied on its own, a chicken walking in the street got, got entangled with a string, then damaged. Who has to pay the half damages? Ilema bala delil. If we're talking about the owner of the the string, what what went on over here? Idatz If he hid it, he put it on the side, and then the, the chicken came and it got entangled. I know, so it's not my fault. So why should I even have to pay? Ve'ilot's nayin. If you didn't tie it, you put it out in the yard, and the chicken got entangled with it. Poshehu, you're negligent. You have to pay full price. Ela hayav baltanigol. Maybe the owner of the chicken has to pay, not the owner of the rope or the string. Maishana kule nezek telo. Why doesn't he have to pay the entire damage? Because dichtiv. The whole thing over here, it's like a bore. You put something that damages in Rishut Arabim, and it's only if the person himself puts the damaging thing in Rishut Arabim, and not if he attached it to the chicken, and the chicken went and damaged. So the says, if that's the case, then then even half damages, he also shouldn't have to pay, because he didn't put the damage in Rishut Arabim, rather uh, it was, he tied it to the chicken, and the chicken did it. It's like the bull making the hole, same thing, the chicken made the hole over here, the chickens caused the damage, so he shouldn't have to pay anything either. So rather the Gemara didn't like that perush. Rather, our Mishnah is talking about where the chicken threw the string on something. So this has nothing to do with boar, rather it'd be like a, a bull walking and kicking rocks, tzerorot, same idea. And the owner of the string is not obligated, rather it's the owner of the chicken who is obligated to pay half damages. Now, when Avuna said that if someone tied it, you would have to pay full damages, that's talking about something else. Meaning, meaning this is talking about a string that's in the middle of the street, and that was entangled a chicken, if it got entangled on its own, patur, then the owner of the chicken is uh, is exempt from paying. It's not his fault. He it didn't cause the damage. If someone tied the string to the chicken, then hayav, then whoever tied it has to pay full damage because he's the one who actively caused the damages. So the Gemara asks, why should you be hayav? Meaning, you didn't make a bore. Why, why should you be hayav? So the Gemara explains, He's hayav, he's obligated to pay from the deen of a bore, a hole that gets kicked around by people and humans. It'd be the equivalent of someone putting a hot rod or a knife is somewhere in Shut Rabim and people kicked it around and uh, animals kicked it around and then it damaged something. So the same way one would be obligated over there, he'd be obligated over here when he tied the string to the chicken. Next, Mishnah. Now we're going to explain what Shen is. So, Ketzad Hashen Mu'edit. In what type of situation is an animal eating something considered a common damage? So the Mishnah explains, If an animal ate something that 
was meant for it to eat. For example, if an animal ate uh, fruits, vegetables, that's normal for it. If it ate uh, clothing. If a cow ate uh, a utensil of some sort, that's not common. You only have to pay half damages. What are we talking about? That's only if it happened in the property of the one who was damaged. But if it happened in Rashut Arabim, if someone's walking around with a basket of fruits and vegetables left in the middle of the street and an animal came and ate it, it should be patur because that's Rashut Arabim. It's a free person. It has to be damage in someone else's property and here it belongs to everyone however if it had benefit then it has to pay whatever it benefited so if an animal is used to eating a certain amount every day and today it ate uh, this uh, fruit basket that was in a shoot beam, okay, then the owner would have to pay the difference, meaning whatever he doesn't have to feed the animal today, he'd give it to, to that person. So now, in what type of situation would, would the owner have to pay what it benefited? Then it has to pay whatever it benefited. If it ate from, let's say, the sides of Rishut Rabim corners or places where you don't have that many people, then it has to pay whatever it damaged. Meaning, if it's a tam, half damages, mu'ad, full damages, and the Gemara will explain, if it ate from the front of someone's store, then it has to pay whatever it benefited. But if it ate from inside the store, which is already someone's property, a private property, then it has to pay whatever it damaged. And the Gemara starts, Tanura Banan. An animal, uh, it's common for an animal to eat what's normal for it to eat. Ketzad, what are we talking about? So, if an animal walked into someone else's property and ate food that's normal for it to, uh, to eat, and it, or it drank something that it usually drinks, then then it has to pay full damages. So those are the two conditions. Number one has to be normal, and number two has to be in someone else's property. Same idea if someone has a wild animal, cat, a dog, and it walked into someone else's uh, backyard and it ate an animal or it ate a bird, whatever it is, then has to, uh, the person has to pay full damages because it's normal for that wild animal to eat that. If a cow ate a barley, which is meant for a donkey, not for a cow, or a, or a donkey that ate a vetch, it's a type of uh, cow food, or a dog that ate oil, or a pig that ate uh, meat. All these things, it's not their usual food. However, when they're hungry, they'll eat it. I mean, it's, it's not inedible for them, I mean, it's actually considered food, then they would have to pay full damages, and Rav Papa said, okay, now that you're telling us that anything that's not normal for it to eat, but when it's really hungry, it'll push itself and eat it, and it's considered food, then if a cat ate dates, or a donkey ate fish, he has to pay full damages. 
And the Gemara says a story. So there was this donkey, it ate bread, and he even ate the basket that the bread was in. And Ravi Huda obligated the owner to pay full damages over the bread and half damages over the basket. And Rashi alludes to something very important. We're talking about a situation where the one who was damaged grabbed some sort of asset from the damager's property that was worth half damages because in Babel we don't judge half damages, which is fines. We don't judge fines in Babel. And the Gemara says, Ve'amai, why would you have to pay for half damages over the basket? Why don't we say that since it's normal for the donkey in certain cases to eat that bread, it's also normal for him to poke through and break the, the basket also, and it should be considered shen uh, also for the basket, and he would have to pay full price. So the Gemara explains the achal vehadar palace. Now we're talking about a situation where he finished eating the bread, and then afterwards he made a hole in the basket. So the Gemara says, Ufat or Hehu, is it really normal for a donkey to eat the bread? Or minhu, Achla patu basar vetavshil, Mishalim hatsinezik. We said that if a donkey ate a bread, meat, or some sort of cooked dish, he only has to pay half damages because it's not normal. The Gemara says, my love, Bebehema, are we talking about a Bebehema, an animal that usually eats uh, this type of stuff, and still we're saying you, you only have to pay half damages? The Gemara says, no, no, that the Brayta was talking about Behaya, I was talking about a wild animal, which is not normal for it in any situation to eat bread. But the Gemara asks, if that's the case, Haya, Basar, or Hehu, but wild animal usually eats meat. So why should you only have to pay half damages for for the meat? So the Gemara explains the matve. No, it was roasted. Veibait ima or betavia. We're talking about a wild deer. Deer doesn't eat meat. Veibait ima or you could say leolam bebehema ubiptora. We're talking about an animal, a domesticated animal, and we're talking about with bread. But to eat bread with a whole meal with meat and a dish, that's not normal, and that's really not normal, and that's why you only have to pay half damages. Medin Karen. Every surya over here is jam-packed with mefashim, but I had to rush it because it's the daf. If you get a chance, take a look at every surya, but we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.